Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Citizens College Podcast. Uh, I'm Ethan Salm. I'm once again joined by my co-hosts Aishu, Adrian, and Corey. We're all very excited for you to be here listening to uh, this week's episode. Uh, we just wanted to say thank you to everybody that chimed in on our Allegiance group to give us some topics to talk about here on the show this week. Please continue to do that. We, we'd love to interact with you more on our Allegiance group uh, and, and get some more topics to talk about here on the show. Uh, but without further ado, we'll start right away with uh, the John Stone's resurgence. He's been phenomenal this season uh, for Man City in defense, and he's even up for the Premier League Player of the Month for December, which is a huge award and huge that he is nominated for that. I'm going to turn it over to Corey to start out to talk a little bit about John Stones and how he has been different this season from past couple of years. Yeah, as a City fan, we love to see John Stones getting out there and playing as well as he has. Uh, this month in December, he's played four times and hasn't conceded a goal, including games against Man United and Southampton, who are two great attacking teams. Um, as a City fan, uh, we love to see defenders having big games and getting shutouts with Ederson, and that's just great to see, especially since our attack hasn't been the best it could be recently. Having a defense that's solid and not letting in goals is very good for us. So it's very exciting, and hopefully he keeps this run up and hopefully wins the Player of the Month award. Uh, yeah. Um, regarding John Stones, uh, personally, I I – have never really I never really saw what the, the big deal about John Stones was uh, in my honest opinion for a long time um, when we first signed him I wasn't I wasn't entirely convinced I'd seen him play for for Everton a little bit um, but I just uh, I just didn't really see uh, why was it that we we spent 50 million pounds on him at the time um, and over the years, he's had uh, he's had a lot of injury struggles. He's had uh, definitely some confidence, some form struggles along the way. Uh, despite uh, winning two Premier League trophies with us, um, but it, to see him playing at at this level, and I don't think I've ever seen him play at this level before. Uh, I, I I know that there was a small period of time in the 17 through 18 season that I remember where I, he was close to this level. He was playing well alongside uh, Nicolas Otamendi. Um, but at the moment, he just he's just an entirely different player, and uh, he's just doing no wrong. He's he's making interceptions, tackles, perfect defending alongside uh, Ruben Diaz, who is he's come in and uh, he's just been an absolute rock at the back for us. So it's, it's honestly very, very great to see John Stones, this resurgence. I never saw this coming and um, and I, I can sit back and say, I was wrong. Um, if he keeps this up and I'll, I'll sit back happily and I'll say, I was wrong about him. Uh, and I'll acknowledge him as, as uh, someone who deserves to start for us at the moment and uh, who definitely deserves to be on this team. Uh, and of course, uh, Imeric Laporte is the one who is uh, losing some game time because of this resurgence of form, uh, who most City fans would have probably seen as uh, in somebody who could never be dropped in the City side. Um, but of course, it's not because he's playing bad or anything. It's just because John Stones is uh, probably playing the best football for City he's ever played at the moment. 
So next we're going to talk about Sam Mewis and Rose Lavelle called up for the U.S. women's national team for the Olympics. Aisha, what do you got to say about this? Well, obviously the U.S. women's national team always does great things. They always show up and show out. So really excited to see them at the Olympics. They're actually playing Colombia on January 18th and the 22nd for a doubleheader. So looking forward to that game. Um, Rose Lavelle has had some injuries over this past season, which has hampered her time playing with Man City. But I am looking forward to her playing um, at the Olympics over the summer. And uh, Sam Lewis has actually had a fantastic season with 17 goals and is the 2020 U.S. Female Player of the Year winner. So really, really looking forward to the women's national team. Um, They always do great things. Absolutely. The women's national team is been one of the more fun national teams for us to watch in the past few years for sure. And I'm glad they're getting stints in Manchester City and hope hopefully Rose Lavelle can stay healthy. Adrian, you got anything to say about this? Uh I wouldn't say I have a whole lot to add on, but uh I, I would would agree with, with uh with both of you said. Um and of course looking forward to the uh the US women's national team Olympics, of course. All righty. Up next, Sergio Agro's contract. Adrian, you want to fill us in on this? Sure. Uh, so according to the Daily Mail UK, uh, as well as Sunsport, uh, Sergio Aguero, it's, it's common knowledge uh, that his contract is on the last five months, his contract for Manchester City. Um, so both of these news outlets are reporting that uh, PSG under new management, um, Mauricio Pochettino, who was previously at uh, Tottenham Hotspur, um, that they are interested in bringing Sergio Aguero to their club uh, and that it could be related to a plan to uh, to lure uh, Lionel Messi to Paris um, because, of, of course, we know that uh, Aguero and Messi are very, very good friends. Um, so my my thoughts on on reading this is uh, um the the facts are that city uh haven't approached the Goro over new contract yet that's uh that's true um and uh i, I mean we've we've spoken about Aguero in on this podcast before um he's, he's one of my favorite maybe besides uh david silva he's probably my favorite city player of all time um and of course, we're going to have many, many more great players to compete uh, in the future. Probably Kevin De Bruyne. Um, but we all know that Aguero's had uh, injury struggles. He's uh, been in and out of the team. He's, he seems to come back and then go away again. Uh, so I, I can understand why City are uh, a little bit reluctant to hand him a new contract, especially because uh, in, in this moment in time, I I think um, he's, he's going to demand the you know, at least the same amount of wages that he's earning. He's uh, he's probably among the the better paid players in the squad. Um, so I, I can understand this, uh, but you know, if if I were making the decision, and, and of course I'm not, uh, I'm not a financial uh, representative of City or anything like that. So I'm not I'm not sure all the implications of what would happen uh, if we were to extend this contract or offer a new contract or anything like that. 
um, as a, as a fan, I'd I'd uh, I'd like to see him stay for maybe one more year. Um, one more year in, in at City. Uh, see if this decision could have an, an impact on uh, on Messi because uh, we do know that it is a big factor. I I think it's a big factor um, as to where Messi is considering leaving. If if he is to leave Barcelona, we're still unsure of of where he's going to be going or what his decision uh, will be at the time. Um, but it's uh, it's it's pretty difficult, and I can I can see why city are i don't want to offer a grow new contract i want to know what you guys think do you guys want to see a girl stay do you think that the club uh should hand them a new contract uh what, what does this mean for the possible messy transfer and um you know uh what would you be happy if uh if we let them go um in my opinion uh obviously Aguero has been the legend at the club and he's been amazing for us since he came. It's been really frustrating for us and I'm sure him being injured so on and off and not being able to play a lot. Um, I think we should start looking at the market for a potential striker to replace him. But in that process, maybe sign him for one more year just to see if he can stay healthy and start performing back to what he was. But sooner or later, we're going to need to replace him. He is uh getting to the point where he is not performing like he used to at all so i think we should check the market see who's available see what we can afford uh messi would obviously if we do sign aguero for one more year messi would probably be looking at us as well just like the psg is trying to do and bringing in aguero to attract messi in so that might work well for us but not really sure what they're planning on doing with it. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I will say that Aguero is getting older, just like you guys said. And I think signing him on for another year would be nice. But we, I also feel like we shouldn't be focusing on signing Messi. Uh, and we should be looking for younger players to fill that role of striker i feel like focusing on messi and spending a lot of money frankly for a player who's like 30 years old is not the not the right move for city yeah okay uh it seems it seems that the common opinion among city fans is that uh well, regardless of a girl's contract, is that uh, a lot of fans want Erling Haaland from Dortmund uh, to come in and be take over the mantle as a, as this main striker, as our main goal scorer. Um, I like Haaland. Uh, I think he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's I don't know how old he is. He's probably maybe twenty. Um, fantastic, fantastic footballer, fantastic player. He's a, he's a monster. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get him though. I don't know. It just seems like uh like one of those guys that we just don't don't sign him for whatever reason. Um so I mean I, I'd still want Messi um at City. I think you you know there's uh there are very few players in, in world football that, that can create and score like like Messi does. Um but it seems like, like I said, it seems that most people want Haaland. Um, 
I don't I don't know if anything's gonna happen this month though. I think we'll have to wait for the summer. Um, but if you guys want to add anything onto that, any any other potential candidates, uh, um, yeah, if uh, you know, give them a, a shout out. Yeah, I've heard the Holland rumors as well, and obviously he's a goal scorer. He knows where to be, when to be there, and. I would not be mad about that transfer at all, but I think his price tag will be very high coming from Dortmund. But also City has the funds to pay for it. One guy that I've heard some rumors about is Latura Martinez, the inter striker. He's like 21 or 22 years old. He's a good player. I don't know if he would be just a, another Aguero or a different style of play. I'm not sure if we're trying to replace Aguero. Or kind of change our style to fix into like an Erling Holland striker. So we'll yeah, have I get what you're saying. Young. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, and Holland is is a uh, is even though he's uh, he scores goals probably at the the same rate or even maybe even a better rate than than Sergio Aguero was scoring at his at his age. Um, they're two entirely different players, and and I'll agree with that. Um, Holland is more of a target man. Aguero uh, was was when he came in, he was. Uh, he was very quick, rather small striker, but but very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what the club decides to do. Uh, of course, whether we're going to extend the girls' contract or not. Uh, really interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, unless uh, you guys have anything to add on, we can go ahead and move on to the next topic. Okay, next topic. City 3, Chelsea 1. So Chelsea finished this game, or Manchester City finished this game, and it looks like we dominated the game on stats. I was not able to watch this one, but we had six shots on target, 18 shots total. Um, looks like we played pretty well. We won 3-1 to one off a golden assist each from Phil Foden and KDB, and another goal from Gundogan. So the midfield was scoring that game. Um, this is a great win. Chelsea has been playing not very uh, well recently. They have been struggling. So, but this is a good win for us. Hopefully we can keep going up the table and keep finishing and keep doing what we need to do to win. Looks like our starting lineup, Zach Steffen, had his first start for Manchester City, I believe, in this game. John Stones, Diaz, Inchenko, Cancelo, Gunigan, Rodrigo, Bernardo Silva. So it looks like in the formation, they had KDB and Phil Foden starting in the attack as forwards with Raheem Sterling. So that's very interesting to see. But did any of y'all have any input on this game or watch it? Uh, I was able to watch it. Um great watch uh as a city fan it was uh it was very refreshing um because i've had a, a couple of criticisms this season uh for us but it was very energetic it was uh, we, we were uh we were more clinical than we've been recently um uh, phil foden again brilliant performance he picked up a goal and assist uh, Gundogan, who's been, uh, he's also been on a resurgence. I know a lot of people are talking about John Stones at the moment, but uh, Gundogan has also 
stepped up recently. He's he scored again. I think he's got three goals now this season for us. Uh, been scoring a lot recently, and um, his first goal was actually a, a beauty. That well, the, our first goal, but his goal in the game uh, was a beautiful one. He he was able to turn around and slot it in um, from distance. Um, so it was uh, it was really uh, a source of confidence. Like I said, I I think I um, went ahead on allegiance after the match, and I spoke about. Uh, how it really is uh, a game that, that gives me confidence because I I I, I see something forming. I see um, I see Gundogan in a new role. I see um, Jao Cancelo. He's just continues to to play very very well. Whether he's playing at right back, whether he's playing at left back, uh, he's been one of our best players this season. Uh, and uh, of course, Kevin De Bruyne needed to get back in form. He scored his first goal from open play this season. Uh, which is very interesting because, um, you know, a player of his quality, he was player of the season last year. Uh, I thought I thought he was uh, struggling a little bit in front of goal this season. Um, he's he'd only scored a couple penalties this season, but um, he got his goal. Uh, it was it was just a, a wonderful day at the office for us. Uh, a great performance overall, uh, and something that we can continue to carry over to our next uh, couple games. Absolutely. Aishu, City 2, United 0, Manchester Derby. What do you yeah. guys say about that? I mean, well, first of all, after the Chelsea game and the win on this game, it's making me feel a lot better about where we're going to stand for the Prem overall. Um, you know, feeling a lot better about that, especially since – there are other teams out there that are dropping points in games that they shouldn't be dropping points in. Um, but we did have a good second half with this United game uh, with two goals, one from Fernandinho and John Stones. Um, I know in the Chelsea game, it was the midfield, but looks like the back line wanted to have a couple shots too in this game. And I mean, the first, that doesn't mean the first half was uninteresting. There were a lot of shots like there was one from Kevin De Bruyne that went off the crossbar, but it it was it was quite the um, the attempt, especially uh, super, pretty far out. If it had gone in, it would have been a banger. Um, the ball hit the back of the net quite a few times from like the eighth minute when we started. That was a United attempt, but even after that, we had an we had an attempt with uh, Gundogan. So yeah, we had a lot of interesting play with this United game and it worked out well for us. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I did also watch this one despite uh, some other things going on in the country. Um, but of course I got to watch this one. Uh, like I should said, there were a couple of interesting uh, moments in this match, uh, like Kevin De Bruyne hitting the crossbar uh, there was a, a shot that uh, Riyad Mahrez had uh, in the second half. That was it was a very good shot. It was actually a very very good save from Dean Henderson in uh, Manchester United. Um, it was an important match uh, for me because uh, Manchester United are currently considered title contenders, um, and I know this was a, a League Cup match, a Carabao Cup match. Um, it was a semi final though. Uh, and but most importantly, they didn't uh, they didn't rest any of their their main players. I think they're only the only player they were missing today. I mean, yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yesterday, Wednesday. <laughs> Time flies by. Uh, was uh, Cavani. 
um, who had been banned by the FA. Uh, but apart from that, they uh, they they weren't missing anyone. They um, they started uh, like you know the players that that started most Premier League games, uh, other than uh, David De Gea. But uh, you know we were able to go there and and get a result, um, which is uh, uh, for me it it. it it grows in it makes me grow in that belief that that we're really truly finding form that we can go on that that run of games where we're just winning and winning and winning which is what champions do because uh, you know every every champion you know goes on a streak of games maybe 10 11 games that they just continue to win games uh so um it was a very impressive result and actually i didn't i didn't even talk much about uh about chelsea in the previous one um very briefly uh, i don't know what's what's going to happen uh in the near future with chelsea there were people talking about whether lampard's going to get sacked or not um not sure uh very interesting stuff is going on there because uh, as we all know i think they were the club in the in the summer transfer window that that really went all out and and they were trying to make a statement um by by signing all these big name players um so obviously we were all expecting them to give it a right uh title run give it a right go for the title um so yeah that was a little bit on chelsea uh as for united uh we'll just we'll just have to see i mean they um they had a match with aston villa i think it was a week ago today uh, they were able to pick up three points on this match, despite Aston Villa being uh, a, a real dark horse this season and a huge surprise to many. Um, and the circumstances of those three points, uh, <laughs> I don't want to go into it because I think that's going to divide opinions a lot <laughs> with uh, with United fans. But, um, you know, we were able to beat them on Wednesday uh, and... It's uh you know combined with the the result against Chelsea, it's uh, it's a real good source of optimism. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is uh, something that you know we can build off of, continue going forward? Um, and how confident are you going into the next probably six or seven games? Because um, we we do play some um, games that are very winnable. I'll say that. Absolutely, man. These. Two games against Chelsea and United are, I think, very big wins for us and can be the start of a big streak for us to go in the Prem and in the Carabao Cup and other tournaments like that to improve and get our confidence way up there to where we can't beat these teams consistently. If we keep playing like this, keep scoring like this, keep defending like this, it really sets a tone for the rest of the season, and hopefully we can keep that up. Uh, speaking of the rest of the season, Adrian, of some upcoming fixtures versus Birmingham in the FA Cup, Brighton, Crystal Palace. What's your opinions on these games? Uh, so, yeah, we, I think we, we go on a, like I mentioned, we go on a run of, I think it's about six or seven games that um, – you know, the, no disrespect to any of these teams, but they're winnable for us. Uh, so I, in the near future, we've got uh, Brighton. I mean, sorry, not yeah, we've got Brighton in the Premier League, but we've got Birmingham in the FA Cup this weekend. The FA Cup begins this weekend. Um, Birmingham at home uh, should be should be a, a win for us. Um, we'll see how far we can get in the FA Cup this year. Obviously, last year it was a bit disappointing as we 
were eliminated by Arsenal in the semifinal. Oh, that was actually in July. It doesn't seem that long ago. Um, then, of course, Brighton at home uh, and Crystal Palace. I'm not sure if that's home. It probably should be away. I uh, might have to double check. But regardless, um, if if we continue performing the way we are, uh, we we continue this uh, this this level. Uh, and of course, if um, you know, I, I think we've got to retain the uh, the players that are informed in, into the um, starting lineups for these matches. Um, pretty winnable matches. Uh, and and I'm liking the outlook considering the league table at the moment. Uh, Liverpool have uh, have dropped a couple of points over the past couple of weeks. Um, very unexpected considering we thought they were flying again. Um, but of course, United are also in there. So uh, there are there are two main competitors at the moment. We've got uh, Tottenham. Also, I'm I'm not sure how many points far back they are, but you know, at any given moment, they could they could enter themselves back into this race. So, very very interesting Premier League race. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so this we kind of touched on earlier. I agree with everything you said, by the way, on upcoming games, and they are winnable games, and we need to keep playing the players that are in for them. Because that's how we keep them informed, and that's how when we go into big teams, we have people with good performances. We kind of touched on this earlier, Adrian. Uh, transfer window is now open. So we talked a little bit about Holland and Messi. Uh, who do you think is going to be the biggest transfer window prediction for us? Who do you think we're going to get? Or just the biggest move in general this winter? Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was more of a question that I wanted to ask everyone. And, you know, any of course, you guys are welcome to answer. And anyone that's uh, listening to to our podcast, of course, thank you for listening. Um, of course, anyone on Allegiance as well. Um, it's a really tough question. Uh, obviously, I want to say Messi. Um, I really don't know what's going to happen. I just I just have no clue. Um, so if there's any, I mean, there's a couple of other players that I think could be big name transfers. Uh, two of them that come to my head are probably uh, Felipe Coutinho from Barcelona. Uh, used to be a Liverpool player, moved to Barcelona a couple of years ago for a massive transfer fee. Hasn't worked out. Uh, it seems to be on the chopping block there. Um, I'd uh, I I really rate him. I <laughs> I uh, I'd have him at City. Um, I just you know, we've got tons of players in his position, though, so I just don't think it's going to happen. I think he's a great player, though. So I'd, I'd be very interested to see where could move if he leaves Barcelona. Also in the Premier League before, left about a year ago, was uh, Christian Eriksen, the Danish footballer. Um, playing from uh, Inter Milan, he moved into Inter Milan. Uh, really hasn't worked out was probably one of the best players in the league before he left. Um, and uh, a very, very similar player to Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so, and the, I've seen reports that Inter already let him go and that he's already on their transfer list and uh, they're already looking to offload him. So um, I've seen a couple of reports saying he might go back to Tottenham. Uh, but he's a big name, and uh, it sucks that uh, for him that he's fallen off the map a bit over the last year. Um, but uh, another—that's another big name that I can 
I could say uh, would would be a big transfer if he were to move to another uh, top European club. Absolutely. That is a big name, and it's sad to see him drop off, but hopefully he can get back to where he was. Uh, another one I heard was Sammy Kadira to Liverpool, I believe, from Juventus. <laughs> I heard about that one. That's, that, one. <laughs> that would be interesting for their defensive midfield with already pretty much Thiago, Wijnaldum, Fabinho. I feel like their defensive mids are pretty stacked up, but I guess if they want it, they can go for it. Um, Do we have anything to add? Aishu said she's not able to talk until the giveaway because something happened at her house. Okay, that's fine. No worries. Um, uh, keep going. Yeah, I was gonna ask you um, what 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 would be your biggest prediction? It could be a bold one. I mean, obviously we we don't uh, we don't know a whole lot about what's uh, you know going on internally with these things, and I don't think there's a lot of steam right now for the transfer window. I think clubs are still waiting to officially make moves, but go ahead and give a bold prediction. Yeah, absolutely. This transfer window hasn't been very full force, and there hasn't been a lot of transfers. Um, My biggest prediction would have to be... I'm going to say Messi to... I don't think he's going to PSG. I think if Messi goes anywhere, it'll be to the MLS or to City. I think Messi might go to Inter Miami because he's hinted at being in America before. I know it's pretty early in his career to do that, but it just is up to him. I I don't see him leaving the Champions League, so I see him coming to City. But I don't know if it'll be this winter. I think it'll wait till the summer. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, interestingly enough, he uh, he had an interview. I think like two weeks ago, maybe it was. Uh, he um, he spoke about wanting to, like you said, wanting to come play in the United States, uh, which would be so so massive for us. Um, and of course, it works perfectly for a city because you know we've got uh, city's got connections to New York City FC here in the MLS. Um, so of course they'd be able to get, you know offer him a package where he he spends a couple of years in Manchester playing in the Champions League uh, still competing among the world you know the, the the best leagues in the world and then and then uh, and then having some time here in the MLS uh, and and helping out over here in the United States for the sport um, just like he wanted uh, New York's obviously such a huge you know biggest city in the United States I believe um, so I, I think um, sounds perfect for us. Uh, but like you said, um, I was hoping for something, some movement in January. Um, I think a decision will be made in January on whether he's going to leave or not. Uh, but really, really interesting to see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. On to the team of the year FIFA voting. This is for all my FIFA players out there. Um, so right now you can go on and vote for the team of the year to make the team. I'm going to read off a few of the city nominees and a few of the well-known nominees. So, Allison, Thibaut Courtois, and then Manchester City's Ederson for goalie. There's a few more players in that, including Neuer, Navas, Steve Mandanda, and I'm not sure how to say this, Lucas Hiradecki. 
Byro for Leverkusen goalie. Not sure if that's correct. For the defenders, Francesco Acerbi, Lazio. Trent Alexander-Arnold obviously is up there. He's obviously one of the best right backs in the league, in any league. Jordan Amavi, Angelino, former City player. Stefan de Vridge, Matthias Ginter, Theo Hernandez, Matt Hummels, Jesus Navas, Jordi Alba, Presno Kimpembe, Americ Laporte, there's a city guy, Marquinhos, Andrew Robertson, Sergio Ramos, Thiago Silva, and Virgil van Dijk. A lot of these players we expect. It's good to see some smaller names in there. Hopefully they might be able to win. In the midfield for team of the year, I assume IOR from Olympic Lyon. Bruno Fernandez, obviously, great player. Kevin De Bruyne, our city guy. Nabil Fakir, Alejandro Gomez, uh, Robin Gosens, Rafael Guerrero, Jordan Henderson, Joshua Kimmich, Mateo Kovacic, Tony Cruz, Luis Alberto. Marino, Parejo, Renato Sanchez, Sabitzer, Quingman's son, and Lars Stindl and Tiago. Sorry, this is a long list. Almost done. Uh, Andre, for the attackers, we've got Andre Silva, Ben Yedder, Kareem Benzema, Francesco Caputo, Cristiano Ronaldo, Angel Di Maria, Paolo Dybala, Jack Grealish, Erling Holland. Chiro Immobile, Danny Ings, Lorenzo Insigne, Joao Felix, Joselu, Harry Kane, Andrej Kramerich, Lewandowski, Lukaku, Sadio Mane, Kylian Mbappe, Lionel Messi, Neymar, Mosala, Raheem Sterling, another city guy, Luis Suarez, and Jamie Vardy. So if you go to FIFA Team of the Year's website, you can click vote now and you can make your dream team and maybe see that featured in FIFA. Adrian, you got, do you play much FIFA? What is your view on it? I am a pretty big fan of FIFA. I've been playing probably seven, eight years now, uh, ultimate team. So, um, pretty experienced. Um, yeah, I usually like the team of the, uh, team of the year promo. Uh, from EA, so um, I still need a vote for my team, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, pretty excited about it. Um, you know, as as uh, as somebody who who uh, plays, uh, I I'd say I pretty I, I play a, a a lot of FIFA. So <laughs> um, just a heads up for anyone. But um, of course, uh, we can go ahead and and move on to uh, the final stages of our episode today. Um, any campus ambassador news uh we do have one for gwu uh with aishu she can go ahead and share with us yeah so gw citizens is doing a giveaway with soccer in the city which is a documentary with uh soccer nonprofit dc scores um manchester city actually featured in the documentary so that's why we're doing the giveaway with um with them uh, you can follow me and Soccer in the City's documentary social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to learn a little bit more about what the giveaways, um, what the giveaway items are. Uh, basically, you just follow me, follow Soccer in the City, tag a friend, like the posts, 
uh, you get entered in the giveaway. It ends on Wednesday, January 13th, so join in. Uh, yeah, I believe that's... Uh, I was going to go ahead. Um, I believe that's uh, that's all for Campus Ambassador News uh, for now. Um, before we go on to our conclusion, I wanted to say that, Corey, uh, this is your last episode, correct? Yes, it is, sadly. Uh, yes, so um, Corey's going to be uh, leaving the show, unfortunately, but, uh, but you know, it's always um, it's, uh, big things happening for him. Uh, so I just wanted to, you know, say, say uh, thank you to you um, for coming on the show for the first couple episodes, uh, of course, huh? and uh, being here with us for the past couple of months while we're starting up this podcast, um, always offering opinions. And, um, you know, I wanted to uh, wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sadly, I have to graduate, but I'll be listening in every week. <laughs> yeah. Is there, uh, is there anything you wanted to add on to that? Uh, no, just this citizens program has been amazing. It's been a great experience for me in college. And I highly suggest people from other schools, if you tune in, to apply for it. I'm not sure if they're hiring other schools right now, but it has been a great experience for me and a great fan base. I met great people and I shoot Ethan and Adrian. It's been it's been a great experience, and I couldn't be happier that I did it. Awesome, man! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna miss you, man. So, um, you know, obviously, like I said, best of luck in your future, uh, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully, um, well, we we get the chance to talk again sometime in the future. Uh, maybe uh, whether it be on the podcast or maybe you you know giving us some topics to discuss or whatever it is. But of course, um, you know, last episode for for uh, Corey. Uh, so thank you to him for that. Um, so, uh, moving on to the last thing we wanted to talk about, uh, on this episode, um, we're going to mention, um, Manchester city legend, Colin Bell. Yeah. Uh, he played football in the sixties and seventies for Manchester city, uh, commonly regarded as the greatest of all time, uh, for city, um, nicknamed, uh, King of Manchester, um, Unfortunately, I mean, um, we're we're too young to have ever gotten the opportunity to watch Colin Bell play football, but he was also an English international. Uh, and when I went up to Manchester, maybe about five years ago, and I did the stadium tour, uh, City had lots of lots of tributes to Colin Bell in there. So um, it was uh, it was always very very interesting to to see and read about uh, someone who. Uh, help this club even as far back as as the you know as the 60s and 70s um so he has passed away uh this week this past week so um just you know big uh, shout out to everything he's accomplished for city uh, and you know rest in peace to colin bell was there anything you guys wanted to add on to that any experiences you've had learning about colin bell or um anything like that well actually similar to you adrian i remember going to the city um to the Manchester City Stadium and doing the tour about two years ago. And yeah, the tributes to him have always been great and a true city legend. Uh -huh, great. Uh, Corey, was there anything else you wanted to add on? Absolutely. It's sad passing from such a 
phenomenal player and the whole city family feels with him and absolute club legend class all the way yeah true a true legend um in the game you know rest in peace to colin bell uh looks like that's uh that's all that's going to be all for this episode um wanted to wish everyone a, a happy new year it's our first episode of 2021 um and that uh you know we're probably going to be back well not probably we will be back uh in um in two weeks for the next episode uh so just um you know thank you for everyone who was uh taking the time to listen to our podcast uh and we will see you soon take care